brilliant. Oh, that's, that's, that's good volume, Graham. Thank you. Come on, let's just thank the worship team. Haven't they done an amazing job this morning leading us so well? If any of you are wondering where Alex is, he has been on a night shift doing street pastors last night uh, and uh, has been serving the city uh, there. And uh, we just want to pray God's blessing over him. For those of you who don't know, Roy, Roy, stand up for us. Roy Lee Street Pastors in our city. And uh, in the coming months, we're going to get him to share a bit more about it. Uh, so that if you want an opportunity to do that, then you can do uh, in serving the city. So uh, we're fully behind street passes. We're fully behind what Roy is doing as well. And there is so much more going off as well. Um, uh, Chris, did you want to just share a quick something uh, that we missed off the notices? Hi. Uh, with my work with Churches Together, um, I get the opportunity to meet uh, senior people in the city and I've taken to um, just dropping a word to them. So I was with the Chief of Police, uh, Superintendent Matt Longman, and I said, I was in a meeting with him, and afterwards I said, Matt, feel free to say no, but what do you think? If I was to bring in uh, 15 church leaders in here, in his conference room, just to pray for you and the city, would that be okay? And he said, yeah. So we went in, and we prayed for him, and we prayed with him. Um, and so, buoyed up by that, I was standing next to Tudor Evans. We know who he is, don't we? leads the council, I said, Tudor, feel free to say no, but what would you think if I brought a bunch of church people in who wanted to pray for the city and for you, and we want to do it in the council chamber where the decisions are made for the city? And he said, yeah, okay. And so it was due actually to be on the 16th of January, and I got an email just before to say, actually, he's having an operation, he can't do it, so we will send our deputy. And I said, no, no, we really want the leader. And so give us another date. So he gave us the date of 13th of February, Tuesday week, 13th of February, not this Tuesday, but the following one. And then the deputy said, can I come too? So she's coming as well. So we've got the leader and the deputy. So what I'm saying is that on Tuesday the 13th, rather than meet here for our prayer, we're going to go and own the space. We're going to go and put feet on the ground. Isn't there the verse? The place where the soles your feet tread upon, that have I given to you. That's the place to pray. So Tuesday week, 13th of Feb, we'll go there. We'll pray with Tudor Evans. We'll hear what the challenges of the city are. Pray for him and then onward into. So that's the invite. I'd love as many as can to come. Amen. Amen. Church, I'm not even getting into my words yet, but I'm telling you, 2024 is going to be an amazing year for us and this city, yes? God is going to give us opportunities, door opportunities, to spread his word and to spread his name, amen? It's wonderful. Well, I just want to say a quick thank you uh, to everyone who helped us on Thursday. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we moved house on Thursday. It was a massive operation, but um, we must have had uh, 15 volunteers uh, serving and helping. Uh, and just want to say thank you to each person that came and helped, uh, even those that came last minute uh, to do the cleaning as well. Thank you so much. Wonderful. For those who weren't here last week, um, last week I started a, um, a two-part message uh, which was titled Reach Out, Stretch Out. And um, what I wanted to do this, um, with this message, church, 
is set our theme for this year, for 2024, because I believe that God's word over us as Restore Church is to reach out and to stretch out. Now, that is, uh, that is a challenge for us personally, in our personal lives. So there's going to be some stuff that we have to do personally. And then there's, uh, something, there's some stuff that we've got to do corporately as a church. So um, the, as I preach this message and as we preach this year, the challenge is going to be a challenge for us both personally and corporately. Do we get that, yeah? So um, last Sunday... Um, I, I, I kind of looked at verse 1 and we looked at how God prepared the people of Israel. And this morning, I, I'm, we're just going to read Isaiah 54 again from the message, verse 1 to 6. But my focus, focus is going to be verse 2. It says, Sing, barren woman, who has never had a baby, fill the air with a song. You who have never experienced childbirth, you're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God say so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You are going to need lots of elbow room. I like lots of elbow room. For your growing family. Come on. Amen. You are going to take over whole nations. You are going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You are not going to be embarrassed. Do not hold back. You are not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of the, your youth and the iniquities of being a widow will be fade from your memory. For your maker is your bridegroom. His name is God of the angel armies. Amen. Come on. Who believes we've got the God of the angel armies behind us? Your redeemer is the holy one of Israel, known as God of the whole earth. Not part of the earth, the whole earth. Amen. You were like an abandoned wife, devastated with grief, and God welcomed you back like a woman married young and then left, says your God. Sorry. Is that it? Oh, we've got one more. Yes. There we go. That's it. <laughs> okay, I thought there was more. I'll ramp it up then. So, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so, last week, we, we looked at the four points in verse 1 of our past has brought us to this place, but it's our future that will define us, yes? Always that won't open new doors, and we must not miss what God is doing now. And my final point last week was our song and our shout must be heard. I want to tell you that as Restore Church, we will not be quiet. When it comes to matters of the kingdom of God, we will not be quiet. Amen? Oh, that wasn't loud enough. Come on. You see, when it comes to the matters of the kingdom of God, we will not be quiet. This morning, as we continue, I'm going to move to 
verse 2, and it says, Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out and think big. Pastor Andy got us to think a little bit big in his message a few weeks ago. My first point to us is this. That it is a time to um, enlarge our tent. Amen? You see, or make room, sorry. That was, I changed the, the point. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit confused. I've moved house. Bear with me. <laughs> so, God is wanting us to make room. Yes? For Israel to walk into the promise they needed to create space for expansion. Yes? They needed to change their thinking. They needed to dream bigger. They needed to remove limitations. And they needed a change of viewpoint. The prophetic word to make room to enlarge was both physically as a people and personally to themselves. And that's why when we read these verses, we've also got to take that on board for ourselves. In Psalm 8 verse, um, in, in, in Psalm 8 verse uh, 3 to 9 it says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moons and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Do you know you've been crowned with glory and honor this morning? You have made, made rulers, you made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. All the flocks, the herds, and the animals, the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea that swim in the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name, all the earth. In Genesis 1, it says that God said, go and be fruitful. Well, this, what, what what's th this psalm does is it incorporates exactly what God is calling us to do as a people. You see, if God wants his people to just be in one place and stay the same, it's not gonna, a lot's going to happen. You see, God's called us to a place of growth, both personally and corporately. Church, are you ready to create space for expansion? Yeah? You see, what that means is it means preparing ourselves for growth. It means taking steps of faith. Oh, I want to tell you, my life has been about taking steps of faith. Every day I wake up, it's about taking steps of faith. This weekend, my brother-in-law's been over and he's been telling me dreams and dreams and I've been like, just let me, let me catch my breath. <laughs> because God's speaking to him. And there's steps of faith that we've got to take. We've got to place ourselves in places of opportunity. We've got to place ourselves in places of opportunity. I love what Andy did there. You're not getting sat for that. <laughs> so... We always have opportunity. One of the wonderful things about being a Christian is our lives are full of opportunity. God opportunities. But we have to see those opportunities. Creating, creating space and expansion also means not being afraid, knowing that God 
is with you. Amen? Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. You see, first of all, if we're going to make room, we need to have a change in our thinking. We need to dream bigger. Change is a choice. Change is a choice. Unfortunately, not all of us like change. I want to tell you, the first night in my new home, I didn't sleep well. Because it was change. It was unusual. But I want to tell you, the second night, I slept like an angel. Do you know what happened there? I snore as well. Here's the thing. Change is something that we choose to input into our lives for growth. But change is something that we learn to become comfortable with. You see, when you place change in your life and you make it a regular thing in your life, it becomes more comfortable. Becky, my wife loves change. She gets excited by change. I will come home and she's changed the living room around. She'll change the kitchen around and I don't know where the knives and forks are and things like that. But I get used to it. So I've learned to live my life with change. And I honestly believe that God, that's one of the reasons why God put Becky with me. Because she stretches me. See, sometimes you have to put yourself around people who are going to stretch you. Yes? Do you understand that? So, so what is normal, what you find hard, I would encourage you to place yourself around somebody that finds what you find hard easy. Yeah? Because when you, when you spend time with them, you, 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 you embody what they, they've got. You embody their spirit. You embody the, what, they, what, what they're doing. Change is also about being open-minded, not being closed. It's very easy for us to, to, to experience change and be closed off to what it brings. I don't want that. Ooh, it feels uncomfortable. Isaac, if he gets a new new uh, jumper and it's too itchy it, it's uncomfortable I don't like it same in our life you see if we've got to expand if we've got to if we're going to create space we've got to place ourselves where we're going to be open-minded for what God can do in our lives amen don't be closed off for, for to what God can do you see in your life personally you have to remember that God is much bigger than you Yes? In your life, it's so easy for us to place our own expectations on how we want life to go and say that we're going to follow God, but actually we don't allow God to be God in our lives. We make God a small God. But God is not a small God. God is the God of the whole world. So personally, we have to 
We have to open our minds to allowing God to be much greater in our lives than we allow him sometimes. And for those who struggle with change, it's okay. Change is okay. It's okay. It takes a bit of time to get used to. But it's okay. See, allowing ourselves to dream again is one of the most important things if we're going to grow and expand and bring growth. Pastor Andy did a, brought an amazing preach about dreaming bigger. And uh, I believe he's going to bring a bit more on that next time he's, he's up. But just, I don't want to spend too long on this because I don't want to take away from anything he's going to bring. But at the same time, our growth, for us to grow individually, for us to grow corporately, to enlarge ourselves, we have to dream bigger. We have to see more than what we've ever seen before. We have to see more than this that we're sat in right now. We have to see more than what our life brings right now. We've got to see bigger than what, what, what we expect for the next few days. We need to see what God is going to bring in our lives. It's almost like giving yourself permission. Sounds strange, doesn't it? But I often say to people, one of the greatest challenges in our lives is ourselves. Do you understand that? Because our mind, our mind and our, and our spirit is the thing that we, we, we decide on. If, if we don't want to do something, we won't do, want to do it. Because God's given us free will. We, we choose whether we want to do it. When I read my Bible, I read of so many people that had those wonderful arguments backwards and forwards with God. No, God, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> Jonah, come on, go. Go to Nineveh. No. Jonah, go to Nineveh. No, I'm going the other way. Gets in the belly of a fish. Here's God's word again. Jonah, go to Nineveh. Uh-oh. He's got to follow God's word. Hey, listen, guys, I don't want to be Jonah. Anybody else? <laughs> Let's not be Jonah. Let's hear the word of God and walk into it. We've got to remove limitations. If we're going to make room, we've got to remove limitations. Expand our capacity. Deal with the things that have held us back. Work on the strongholds. Last week I talked about strongholds. You see, strongholds, there are good strongholds and there are bad strongholds. And nine times out of ten... Most of us walk around with bad strongholds because we've built up walls in our lives that stop us from following the will and purpose of God. Because of hurt, because of pain, because of fear, because of anxiety, because of past trauma. Lots of different things can, can build up as strongholds in our lives. Viewpoints. But God causes to remove the limitations. You see, in 2 Corinthians 10, 
Verse 4, it says, The weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. God has equipped you with the weapons that you need to bring down the strongholds. Why does God want to bring down the strongholds in your life? Because if you don't bring down the strongholds in your life, you can't help somebody else bring down the strongholds in their life. Okay? Our mission is to make disciples. Our mission is to grow the church. Our mission is to see people come to know Jesus. But if we do not allow the strongholds to come down in our lives, if we do not allow the strongholds to come down in our lives, we cannot help others in the way that God wants us to help others. To enlarge our tent, we need to change our viewpoint. What does changing your viewpoint mean? It means repositioning yourself. If you're in a crowd and you want to see something, you move, don't you? If you're desperate to see something, if you want to have a better viewpoint, you make sure that you move to a better position. Last year, we went to watch the the fireworks on the hoe for the first time. We'd never done that since we've moved to Plymouth because uh, we actually moved around the time that it was happening last time. Um, But we made sure that we got there early and we positioned ourselves in a place where we had a good view. Now, it's really easy to think, well, I could have just looked up in the sky and I would have seen everything. But all the entertainment, we we wanted to see everything. We wanted to be a part of everything. And our viewpoint in God has to change. If we want to see what God is doing in our city, if we want to be a part of what God is doing in our city, if we want to see an increase in our lives and our church, we have to change our viewpoint. We have to see different. We have to see what God is seeing. Look around at your surroundings. I want to I say that we've, if, we, if we're changing our viewpoint, we've got to open our eyes to potential as well. You know, potential is one of the greatest things that God places in our lives. My second point for us this morning is to reach out and to stretch out. We've got to strengthen our structure. Strengthen your structure or our structure. You know, personally, what is our structure? It's our body, it's our life. So we've got to think about what we're doing. But this morning I'm going to talk a little bit about our corporate structure. I'm sorry if you've just walked into church because this morning I'm sharing vision. I'm sharing a bit about what we're we're heading into uh, this year. You see, Isaiah's instruction from God to Israel was to strengthen the structure. Stretch the curtains wide. Come on. Stretch the curtains wide, lengthen the cords, and strengthen the stakes. It's all good having 
expansion, but if the structure is not strong enough to withhold the growth, the growth withers away and the structure crumbles. Come on. I want to tell you, I've been, oh, I, I'm not an inexperienced minister. I've been around this world long enough. And I've worked in organizations long enough to know that if growth is, is, is if, we, if we create space for growth but the structure is not there, the growth will wither away. And there's a real importance for us right now that we get our structure right. Strategically, that's why Becky and I have been growing team here over the last 15 months. Recently, with the appointments of Pastor Andy as the exec pastor, who is going to focus on the structures of this, this church and look at building team. Pastor Chris, as well as our, Chris, uh, our teaching pastor, who's going to invest into, in, into building those fundamentals of, 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 of learning basic Christianity and, and so much more in the prayer life of the church. And I'll, I want to tell you, this, there's so much more coming from Pastor Chris as well. We're going to be talking about life groups this year as well, very soon to you. And uh, I'm really excited. We're, we've been working extremely hard on that. And Pastor Chris has been doing an amazing job. Pastor Andy, behind the scenes, it, it may look like he's just typing away sometimes, or, or walking around the building, but Pastor Andy is, is creating structure for, for lots of things in the life of this church so that we are strong enough to withstand growth. And one of our biggest things in this next step to growing is having team. I love this church. And I want this church to be known as one of the most welcoming churches in this area. I want this church to be known as one of the, the best churches that releases and sees people reach their potential for the kingdom of God. This year, we're also restructuring our existing team and appointing a new leadership team and management team. And that's going to be coming up soon, and we'll share more to, to you about that. So I'm really excited, but Becky and I have been praying about that. We've appointed Rachel and Victoria who are working hard at strengthening our administration with Pastor Andy. Come on, let's get excited, church. This may seem like this may seem like housekeeping to you, but this is we're building the church here. We're building structures that will help us grow the church here. And when I read my Bible, God did exactly the same with Moses. He got the tribes together and he got them to appoint leaders and he got them to appoint team operations people to oversee certain areas. You see, the church can't grow if we haven't got the right structure. As I said last week, as the pastor of this church, I will always have one foot in the future and one foot in the present. This means structurally building for our future so that when a doors, doors open, 
we're ready to walk through. I want to tell you, <laughs> I've had nearly 50 people come up to me saying, Pastor, we need a new building. We need more space. Over the last three to four weeks because of the growth since Christmas. Amen? I want to tell you as your pastor, the day I came to this church was the day I started thinking about more space. My wife knows that. I've been working on this. I've been dreaming about this. I've been praying about this for 15 months. And God is opening doors. We're meeting with people in this city for ex ready for expansion. Ready for expansion. We're getting ready for expansion, church. If there's no space for growth, there's no growth. Do we believe that? I'm looking around this room. There's a few empty chairs, which is great. So when people come in, they know they can sit in the, f in the chairs that are there. But when those chairs are, are full, what do we do? Because when people come in, where do I sit? It's not just about building. Okay? We've got to think about our own lives in this as well, guys. If we don't allow... God to do space in our own lives. Yes? If we don't create space in our own lives, there's going to be no growth. This morning, I'm challenging people. I'm challenging you. that If you're closing off God this morning, you've got to allow him back into your life. You've got to allow God back in to bring some growth back into your life. You've got to dream again. You've got to stretch yourself to see more. What structures are you creating in your lives today for growth? What are the environments you're placing yourself in? What are, the, what are you allowing to influence your life today? Wow. In my role with the NHS as, as, a, as, as the senior chaplain, for Plymouth and the West, I meet with people weekly. And one of, the th one of the main things that we speak about is what people are allowing to influence their life. What people are allowing into their life. You see, in today's world, there's so much on TV that we can watch. But it's not, not all of it is any good. Some people would say none of it's any good. But there are some things on there that are no good. But we still, uh, we still watch it. And that comes into our life. For some people, they read books. Or they go on websites. To give information or tell the future or 
and they allow that to impart their life. And it brings fear. It brings anxiety. And there may be some truth in what's on those websites. But at the same time, there may be a lot of rubbish that's in that, that's impacting your life. And it causes fear. Recently, on, on, on a social media app, it's completely gone viral. World War Free, World War Free. Okay. There might be a World War Free one day. I don't know. But what that does is it creates fear. It creates anxiety into our lives. What are we allowing to influence our lives, people? Come on. I'm speaking, I'm prophesying this morning. There are people in this room, there are people in this city that allow the enemy in with the darkest of things. I'm not here to point any fingers, I'm not here to make you feel guilty, but there, there are things of sexuality, pornographic material that people get addicted to. There are drugs, alcohol that people get addicted to. But we, it started off as something small. A little bit of something, and that's okay. Just a little bit of something's okay. But now it takes over your whole life. This is a stronghold. This is something that this is something that's taken over your life. I want to I want to challenge us this morning. What are we allowing to influence our life? Because are we physically healthy? Are we physically healthy? But more importantly, are we spiritually healthy? You see, without that health. We cannot create growth. So we've got to look at our own lives. We've got to look at our personal lives. We've got to challenge ourselves. And I'm not here to point any fingers or make you feel guilty. I don't want any heads bowing. Because we serve a God who forgives. We serve a God who, who brings freedom. Who takes away the darkness. Who breaks away the, the strongholds. So if you are carrying any of those guilts, if you have allowed any of those things into your life, I'm telling you today that there is freedom in Jesus Christ. My last point is this. You see, if we're going to be a people who reach out and stretch out, we cannot hold back. Anybody ever been held back before? Physically, have you ever, has anybody ever held your arms and you've been trying to get to somewhere? It's really hard. When I used to play ice hockey, we used to do this, we used to do this thing, a, a physical training where, where all the players lined up in a tunnel and there was one player at the end and you had to skate through the tunnel 
And each player from side to side have the opportunity to use their body to stop you from getting to the other side. I want to tell you, that was one of the greatest life lessons that I ever learned. I wasn't strong. I wasn't a strong skater. I wasn't brilliant at being physical, in physical strength. But my dad, he used to come down to training, he saw that. And he got up every single morning with me at five o'clock. We did weights together. My dad used to play rugby. And he taught me how to push through. Taught me how to get through. And that, a few months later, we did that same drill. I went through and I knocked everyone over. And I got to the end and I was the only one that did it. I want to tell you, spiritually, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to get up with you at five o'clock in the morning. I'm going to teach you how to push through, to not be held back because we're going to get through to the end. So when people come to attack us, we're going to keep pushing through. When we get knocked down, we're going to get back up again and we're going to dust ourselves down. When somebody says, you ain't going that way, but God said, I want you to go that way, we're going to walk that way that God's told us to walk. If God's told us to go somewhere, we're going to go. Yes? If God's told us to stand, we're going to stand. But I want to tell you, you look to your left and your right, we're going to stand together. And we're going to see growth together. And we're not going to allow the enemy to hold us back. When I share dreams, when I share vision with you as church, I want you to know it may be scary, but don't let the enemy hold you back. I loved Pastor Andy's first week here. We talked about vision, I shared dreams with him. He nodded, he smiled. And that's why his first message was his first message. Because God challenged him to see bigger. I love it. I want to tell you, you're going to see things that you've never seen before. We sang this morning a God who can do it again. If our God did it in our Bible, come on. Is he not going to do it again? Is he not going to do it even better? Is he not even going to do it even more? How much more does this earth need the name of Jesus over their lives? How much more does it need to know that they are saved by a heavenly father? Come on, church. I want to stir something up in us. Don't, don't hold back. It's time to reach out. Time to stretch out. I invite you to come on the journey.
I invite you to come on the adventure because I'm telling you, God has a plan. We celebrate what he's done. We celebrate the goodness of God, of what he's done. But we also get excited for what he is about to do. Come on. My testimony...